Sin Media acknowledges and pays respect to the people of the Woi Wurrung and Bun Wurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations on whose unceded lands the Sin office and studios stand. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. Sin Media also acknowledges the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches and on which Sin partner organisations stand. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. So, so, so scandalous. Anticipating something. Talking about the dance in your pants. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show, Sin's home of sexuality, identity and relationships on Sin Nation. Hello everyone and guess what time it is? That's right, it's time for The Naughty Rude Show here on Sin. We've got a great show coming up. Who is we? It's Zach and Tammy. Hey there, Tammy. <laughs> it is we, it is us. Hello, how are you? I am good. Well, I'm mostly good because... uh. I have COVID, which is great. So I apologize in advance for sounding mighty nasally. Mm, but it's still a pleasure to have you here, nevertheless. I'm glad that you Thank showed. You. I'm glad Thank that you're you. here. I'm glad that we're going to have a good show ahead of us. We do have a good show ahead of us. We are going to be talking oofed, our bad flirting experiences, which, yeah, yeah, that's fair. We're also going to be talking about <laughs> what to do when you're being flirted with and you don't really want to. We're also going to be talking about asexuality a little bit, which we mentioned or I mentioned very briefly on the last episode. Check that out on the podcast if you missed it. We're going to go into that a little bit more and we're going to be answering a couple of questions. Now, if people want to submit questions, Tammy, where should they do that? Well, we're always taking questions. We always love to hear stories. If people do want to reach out to us, firstly, they can find us on our social medias at Naughty Rude Sin on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Um, but if you would like to submit questions, you can find us um, through our Linktree form, which is linktr.ee slash The Naughty Rude Show. Or we also accept questions via our Tumblr, which is thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com slash ask. Um, as well, we did talk about um, catching up on the podcast. Highly recommend that you listen to um, the other ones because they're really good. Hate to toot our own horn, but we're pretty cool love, here over at the Naughty Rude Show. Horn. I love tooting our own horn. It's my favorite thing to do. We're the best. <laughs> it's my favorite Naughty Rude thing to do as well, can I just say. <laughs> you can find us at <laughs> Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Just look up the Naughty Rude Show. We'll be there. You'll be able to find us. Exactly. We are anywhere and everywhere, but also specifically those places. Uh, now, while we do have a good show coming up, just need to make this clear that we do talk about things that can be heavy for people as well as just things being a bit tough at times. So if you do need help, don't hesitate to hit up a helpline. You can contact Beyond Blue at one 224 That's one 224 636 Kids helpline at one 800 That's one 800 or Q Life Helpline at 1-800-184-527. That is 1-800-184-527. Do not hesitate to reach out if you need it. Also, just to be clear that we aren't any sort of professionals whatsoever. So if you need like medical help, we can offer advice. If you submit a question, we can talk about our own experiences. We can 
go based off of those sorts of things, but we are not medical professionals. If you do need medical help, please see a doctor. We are no means by, sorry, we are by no means professionals, but we are really cool. We are very cool. If you need cool people to answer your questions, that's what we're here for. We're about to talk about bad flirting experiences. Yeah, great. Yeah, I I said it's great, right? (laughs) Man, bad flirting experiences. Yeah. I think I think, I think everyone... we've all been there. We've all seen it happen. We've all done it. We've all received it. Like, well, what's sh- what's the what's the worst you've either done or seen? Okay, my absolute favorite story that I have ever heard actually comes from an ex partner, and the story for him basically comes from he was like fifteen, was with his first girlfriend, um, his first relationship. Very exciting thing for him as any 15 year old, I'm sure that most of us can relate. And yeah, they were out on a date together. They're at this beautiful rose garden and they had like a picnic and it was gorgeous and cute. And they were just little babies. And he looks over to her and this was his first kiss. He looks over and he's like, Hey, can I kiss you right now? And she looks back and she goes, "Mm, probably not. Oh God. Oh no. It's the probably it's the probably that kind of gets me. It, it wasn't even a straight no, it was a probably not. Like what does that mean? What does <laughs> probably not mean? Like, is there a situation where a probably not is a prob possibly yes? <laughs> Potentially. Look, I can <laughs> tell you that the context of that story, like afterwards, turns out that she just doesn't like PDA. She didn't want to do anything. Oh, okay out in public, which like, I can't blame her for. That's fair. But you're right though. It wasn't like a, no, it wasn't like a, uh, not here. It is just a, probably not. (laughs) And that is like the funniest thing to me. God, God, that's gold. That's gold. I mean, it's terrible, but it's gold. And I feel terrible for your ex-partner, but it's also gold. Um, Oh no, it's gold. See, I pulled the card right back on him. He told me that before we were like started dating, Ooh. which led to our first kiss though. And he did the same thing to me where he, he caught me off guard. I didn't know it was going to happen. And he was like, Hey, can I kiss you? And then my little brain just stopped because I was like, well, I want to, but also I really want to say no, because it would be funny. Oh. And then I just got nervous and laughed and. Oh no. <laughs> And then he looks at me and he's like, were you going to say probably not? And I was like, Jesus Christ, this is, this is a situation. Hey. God, see, now I want to use yeah. that. Okay. Heads up. Don't say probably not. I'm just going to make that clear to our listeners. Probably not a great thing to say because it's just not definitive. But right. it is funny though. Come it's on. It's really funny. It's re- but it, I feel like it would only be funny after the fact. Cause at the time it's just like, What? At the time, it hurts, man. That's just daggers, but... Uh, flirting hurts at the time in general. I'm saying this as someone who has no idea how to flirt at all, right? Like, <laughs> I have asked one person on a date, and I didn't even really flirt with her. It was just kind of like a, do you want to go on a date? No? Okay. <laughs> Did you frame it as a date, though? Was it a, hey, do you want to go grab coffee? Do you want to well, go to the movies? Like, here's the thing. Was it there an weird, activity? It, was a weird situation. No, but we were in lockdown, but this was like the start of lockdown when we all thought lockdown would be like two weeks, maybe a month at most. So I was like, Hey, after this, do you want to go on a date? But then lockdown kind of just kept going. Well, first of all, she said no, which fair, but then lockdown also just kind of kept, kept going and going and going and going. 
and just didn't stop. So got to a very, mm. very, very weird situation, but we're, still, we're good friends. So like, yeah, thumbs up in my opinion. We're good friends. <laughs> That's always <laughs> the best thing to come from rejection is friendship. Oh yeah. But have you got mm. any personal experiences? See, I'm trying to think, but quite honestly, I just don't know how to flirt. <laughs> like I'm one of those people that like the neural pathways in my brain just can't connect that. Like, Ooh, I, I can I be do. a smart ass. I can be rude. I don't they're, know they're, how to be playful and flirty and soft. I do have a, a bit of a story of me. This wasn't someone flirting with me or like, this was me seeing someone flirt with someone else and having no idea that they were flirting with them. Um, yeah. So this was, I used to play volleyball uh, and I played beach volleyball uh, for a few years back when I was in high school. And one guy was, here's the thing. I kind of came into this friendship, this group uh, from the outside because a lot of the people who played there all went to the same school. And I was kind of coming from an outside, outside perspective. So I didn't really know everyone, but this was still a few, a few like months, maybe a year into me playing. So I'd gotten to know everyone pretty well, even if I hadn't figured out everyone's dynamics with each other, you know, group dynamics and stuff like that. One guy was very much checking out another guy on the court and everybody knew that this guy was gay. I didn't because I didn't really know him at the time. Uh, And I was just like, he made a comment. I was just like, what do you mean? And everyone just looks at me like the three other people at the table just look at me like, Zach, he's gay. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I picked up on that. I still didn't pick out that he was checking out the other guy. Like I, I got that he was gay. I just didn't get that he was flirting, not flirting, but checking out the other guy who was playing, <laughs> which is somehow much worse. Oh, but it's so hard though. No, because it can be like so subtle. And so it's it hard wasn't. to pick up on it in particular. It wasn't subtle at the time. <laughs> Keep in mind, this was when I was younger and also just did it. I, we'll get into it when we talk about, oh, I'll get into it when we talk about asexuality, but just didn't pick up on signs and signals at all. And now I don't pick up on signs and signals. Generally, sometimes I do though. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, see, I still want to defend you though, because this was like a group of people that you don't know. Uh, so like I mean, I've seen I should have known. That, like, them. Yeah, no, because I've seen the friend groups that like just flirt with each other and that's flirting, just their dynamic. Flirting within friend groups endlessly baffles me. It's like are you flirting like flirting with friend groups as an outsider baffles me it's like are you flirting with each other like are you dating are you dating you you were flirting with you earlier but now you're flirting with you so are you dating i don't know what's happening (laughs) see i can confirm that the people inside of the group sometimes also don't know my housemate had a situation recently um where that was kind of their friend group dynamic and yeah there was some guy who like just started calling her his girlfriend. And she was like, "Haha, yeah. Like as a joke though. Right. <clears throat> and it went on for a week until she was like, Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Mm. but anyway, well, we've all had, if, if you want to, if you want to submit up to us, your bad flirting experiences, or if you have questions about flirting and how it all works, hit us up, you know, naughtyrucho.tumblr.com slash ask. But what if we are not the ones doing the flirting, but we are the ones being flirted with. Ho, 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 ho. Ho, 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 ho. Tammy. 
Well, see, yeah, hand in hand with like not getting flirting. I don't know how to bounce it back. And so like I have had so many instances where I've picked up that somebody's flirting with me, which like huge, huge for me to pick up on that, right? But then it's this situation of I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know if I want to flirt back. Do I want to flirt back? And then I just kind of have to dodge the flirt. Like, you know, Mm. where there's that, like that casual, like that message that comes in. That's like, Oh, so what are you doing right now? And you're just like, Oh, just, just watching, just watching Netflix. Ha ha. Oh, what would you be doing if I was there? Oh no, I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like that. That's not flirting. That's just, don't say that. No. Yeah, what would you Look, what what would you do if I was there? Say that if you're already in some form of a relationship, whether it's serious, <laughs> casual, whatever. But as a like approach, like just a flirty approach is weird. See, look, I do agree. And that is just something that I pulled out of thin air because I can't think of a proper instance right now. Okay, but fair. Still. Still, yeah. you are correct. Like, what do, what do you do when someone is flirting with you and you don't want to reciprocate? Like, how do you let them down? Which can be very tricky. See, I find it tricky in the sense that I worry of, like, what if I tell them I don't want to be flirted with and then they're like, what? I wasn't flirting with you. Because that is absolutely a situation that I will find myself in one day, I swear to God. Um, but that's not helpful. So, <laughs> moving on. What I think is helpful I is... I have had that and it's been... Oh, you from have like, had that? Yeah, and it's been from like the same person who then continues to keep flirting and then every time I'm like, hey, dude, like, stop. Like, I'm happy to be your friend, but like, stop flirting with me. And then it's like, Haha, I'm not flirting though, I'm not. And oh. then I just keep doing it. And it's like, dude. Okay, so I meant like genuinely not flirting with me and me just not realizing. Okay, true though. That... That's different. That's that's hard to deal with. Like someone who keeps going, even when you've me- made it very. Like I think doing what you did is the right thing, making it very clear of I don't want this because you have to make it clear. Mm. But if they keep going, what do you do then? Yeah, I guess like how I do much- like the horror story though of <laughs> Hey, stop flirting with me. What do you mean? I'm not flirting with you. I don't and like, like it's horror being stuff. genuine. Sorry, this is not our Halloween episode. We'll get there one day. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I guess to me, like the best thing to do would be try and create some distance between yourself and the other person. But is that very feasible, especially with the, you know, digital world? Hmm. Hmm. Mm. At Perhaps it's point? easiest to just ignore, but then I feel at, I was say, at what point does ghosting become the only option? And I don't really <laughs> recommend ghosting, but sometimes maybe, maybe it's the option you got to go with. Do you reckon there's a mm. point where you just got to go with it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to call it ethical ghosting. Ethical ghosting. <laughs> because- yeah, where ghosting is like generally like a hey, you probably shouldn't do that. Like, you know, like there are so many instances of like you shouldn't do that. You've no, been in a relationship people. with somebody for like a long time and then you just leave. Or you have been leading somebody on and then you just leave or even in like friendships where you just 
leave. Like, I don't know. I feel like there are so many instances where it's like, hey, don't ghost, but also ethical ghosting is when you've tried to assert a boundary and the boundary keeps being tested and then there's no other option. You just have to ethically ghost them. Mm, Yeah, that's fair. I I guess that the only thing there is that would work only if it is a pretty much purely online relationship and you won't see this person in person. Yeah. But that's true. Yeah. That, that, especially with like today's sort of, I guess, more casual dating landscape with like dating apps and stuff. Sometimes you got to go with it. Do you, Mm -hmm. okay. Do you leave, do you, do you read the message and then leave it or do you just not open it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm somebody who likes to open messages only because it bothers me when it's like do you have you a know, notification? 300 messages in your inbox, you know? Same. I don't want the notification. <sighs> so therefore I want to say open it, but also I suppose you can just delete the whole message chain and <laughs> then the notification's gone. You haven't technically opened the message. I don't know. I feel like opening it sends a message though. Opening it sends the Like opening is like I'm I'm choosing not to reply, not just oh, there's a glitch and I haven't gotten it yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Ethical ghosting. Ethical ghosting. Ethical ethical leaving messages on red. Ethical leaving on red if it's digital. If it's happening in person and you don't want it, I guess maybe finding... Okay, so let's say you're out with a friend group. You're at the bar. You're at a bar with friends. Someone is trying to flirt with you and you don't want it. Stick with your friends, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Make it clear like you're part of a group. You're not on your own. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? I agree. I want to agree. However, I have been on, okay, I haven't been on the receiving end of the flirting, but um, I have a friend who I love who is very conventionally attractive. And the amount of times that we have been out together, just her and I, she's my best mate, um, the amount of times that we've been out together and people have tried to flirt with her and she's tried to lean on me and I've tried to lean on her but then the other person just cuts me out oh, because no. they don't want me there. They just want to talk to her. Oh, that's awful. Uh-huh. Oh uh-huh. God. I've got into a lot of interesting situations because of that. It's been horrendous, but jeez, I can tell you if you, if you're meeting the right people, that will happen to you. Jeez. Oh no. We're meeting the wrong people. Hmm. Oh, no. Yeah, I think that you do just have to really try and press the point and just hammer it on and be like, I'm with a friend, I'm with a friend now, but I'm with a friend. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Sticking with someone else just kind of as much as it can be difficult, there's at least a level of distance you can create, mm. I guess. Oh, God. Tell Damn. you what. Speaking about um, bad flirting stories um, or experiences from earlier, this reminds me of one actually. I was with, um, again, my best mate, very conventionally attractive. We had um, a Domino's pizza that we were sharing out the front of the state library in Melbourne. Um, (laughs) We were like freshly 18 and like just started coming to the city because we're not originally from Melbourne. 
And we were just hanging out and having a sick time eating our dominoes. And yeah, some guy comes along and chats to her and is like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I don't mean to intrude. I don't mean to bother you, but um, it's really just going to, you know, it's going to bother me so much if I don't say hi. I just need to say hi to you. I just need to talk to you. And she's just like, oh, hi. He's like, yeah, you're beautiful. You're really beautiful. Do you know that? She's like, thank you. My girlfriend here thinks that too. And tried to play it off as if we were girlfriends. And I played along with it and he kept going. No. (laughs) He kept going. Oh, no. He tried so hard. It was very sweet. Oh, God. Oh, God. This just just remind me of one other story that's completely blanked in my brain until right now of... um, (laughs) I, uh, there was actually someone who I was talking to for a little bit. Uh, I actually, I got, I was in the university library. I was studying and someone comes up to me, gives me a post-it note and says, Oh, my friend thinks you're really cute. Uh, and on the post-it note was, uh, like their Facebook username. So that's cute. Um, I added them. We're talking for a bit. We spoke for a couple months. Um, and we're going to meet in person but vibes were off. Like she seemed lovely, but not, not my type. So it was a very, very, uh, let it, letting her down was both tricky and also simple in a weird way, because it's like, we hadn't met in person. There wasn't much of a like standard there. It was just online for not a few months, like, like a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, look, I really appreciate it. You're lovely but I'm really not looking to date right now. And she was like, oh, okay. And then we spoke for a little longer, but the conversation just kind of petered out. And I think that is kind of an option of letting the conversation peter out a little bit where it's like, you know, we kept talking for a bit, but eventually, you know, things became like responses became shorter and then that was it. So last week on the last episode, which you can check out on the podcast, uh, just go to Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. We were talking about identities and kind of finding yourself and how that can be a bit of a process. And uh, we wanted to touch on something that I mentioned very briefly about how I used to identify as asexual uh, for at least a little bit and just kind of dive into what exactly asexuality is because it's a term that a lot of people might not actually know. And I think it's a very much worthwhile one knowing, at least I definitely wish I knew it when I was younger. Might have made things a little easier at the time. <laughs> so, See, yeah. I was glad that I knew it when I was young because I'm also somebody who once identified as asexual. Well, there you go. And yeah, I think that it's just a handy thing because I don't know. I feel like it's just so easy to like everybody does different things at different points in their life. And I feel, I feel like that's something that you just kind of grow up and learn. But, you know, yeah. when you're a teenager, it's really hard to like watch other people's lives go by when your life is just kind of there and, you know, they're getting into relationships and they're kissing boys and they're doing whatever they're doing. And you're just there like, but, but why? Why? I don't don't get it. Like there is a very, okay. So just definition, asexuality is um, the lack or at least reduced interest in sex or rather in sexual attraction. Keep in mind that asexuality doesn't necessarily mean complete lack of sex drive or anything like that. It just means that there isn't traction. 
And, it and is that's also, the beauty of asexuality, though, is because it's really broad. There are some people that, um, yeah. you know, do have sexual attraction but don't have a sexual desire. Um, so, you know, they find themselves in relationships and they're happy in relationships and they're happy having sex, but they just kind of don't have, wait, no, hold on. I said that around the wrong way. There are some people that have no sexual desire, so they don't want to have sex, but they are interested in, you know, people, relationships. Yeah. Then there's there's also people that aren't interested in relationships and people and gender and that kind of aspect. The, yeah, the other term, which you might be thinking is, is um, aromantic. Yes. Uh, so aromantic means not like don't experience romantic attraction. Asexual doesn't experience sexual attraction, the opposite being romantic for aromantic and allosexual for asexual. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I used to consider myself asexual or at least sort of. I never really put a formal label on my sexuality and to a degree I still haven't. Um, but I definitely was kind of like, yeah, I mean, it kind of yeah, feels kind of right. It feels kind of right. Cause, uh, for the longest time I just didn't get it. Like people would talk like when people spoke about how they found something attractive, I, I would be like, okay, I can see from like an objective view. Okay. Yeah. This person is attractive, but man, I don't feel attracted to them in the slightest. I don't really feel attracted to anyone in the slightest it's like how i can you know i can look at a vase or like flowers and think wow those are some really nice flowers that doesn't mean i'm attracted to the flowers <laughs> like it, it's like I, I can i i'm talking in the present tense which yeah like i said to a degree i still do kind of use the term for myself a little um not as much as i don't really associate myself with it as much as i used to but who knows that could very well change What's kind I of think your... that that's the beauty of um, labels and stuff, though, because like um, we kind of touched on last week, labels are just a thing to call it. And there are so many yeah. people that go through life and like, you know, have the coming out story like five different times because they found a new yeah. label that they identify with now. And yeah, the more that you learn, the more that you grow, the more that everything changes and that's fine. And I don't know. It's cool that asexuality was there for both of us at a point and it's cool that we've moved past it and it's cool that, you know, one well, day we might go back towards it and be like, okay, cool, like maybe we're a bit asexual. Like, who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like, and I guess, again, this is kind of the point, just making it clear that this is a term that exists that can be very helpful for people to know that, you know, there's nothing wrong with not feeling sexual attraction and this is something that I've mentioned before. My sex ed wasn't great. And this is something they definitely didn't mention was that it was kind of just assumed as the default that, oh yeah, you'll, you'll start feeling attracted to people. Don't worry. You'll start. It'll happen. Oh, it'll happen. Oh, it'll happen. Oh, it'll happen. It really did. And again, it kind of still really hasn't. It kind of, kind of has, but not, not as much as I was kind of led to believe it would. Mm-hmm. Well, see, look, on the opposite spectrum, though, I had a phenomenal sex education and, you know, it was brought up with a lot of inclusivity. Like, you know, we were brought up with, you know, the idea of like, it's fine if you're not straight because there are other sexualities. You could be bisexual. You could be um, gay. You could, and then like it even went into gender where it's like, yeah, like here's all the different ways that you can express your gender and this and that and something else. And it was all very inclusive and all very like, 
yeah, like here's all of the things that you can identify as. And I remember just sitting there being like, how do I know though? How do I know which one? Like there's so many of them. And that's why sexuality, I think, piqued my interest because that was just the thing that, I don't know, re- it resonated the most with what I was feeling, which is I think the same as you of like look at that, look at the flowers, look at the flowers in the vase, which is a vase, by the way, not a vase. Um, Sorry. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> and that's that's the point that I want to get at is if it resonates with you, if it's a topic that you – not a topic, but if it's a label that you feel is appropriate, then, yeah, like experiment with it. That's what I did and – well, again, I don't really think I'll use it anymore. Might, probably not, but might. What? At what to point? At what point did you kind of go? Actually, this label doesn't really suit me. I don't actually know. I okay. I think that I thought that I wasn't interested in sex but I did want like relationships, romantic interests and stuff like that. And I think that all I had to do was meet that first person that kind of sparked my interest. Um, and yeah, I think that that was the point where I was like, hang on a second. Like it's not that I'm not interested in anyone is that I'm not interested in most people. Like I just have to find my people. And yeah, I don't know. I still remember that first person who sparked my interest and I don't know that feeling. And then ever since then, I've, I don't know, wanted to explore relationships with people and I don't know, explore my sexuality and express my sexuality. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, for, just, just, just let my wings fly, you know, spread my wings. Yeah. Like for me, I can say it was probably not until I was, God, 18 or 19, where I mm. really was like, oh, like, like, Again, I still don't know if I was necessarily sexually attracted to anyone, but it was definitely more a matter of, okay, I I can see how I might become sexually attracted to someone. So I guess this label doesn't really, it doesn't feel right personally. Yeah. So are you similar to me then in the sense that it's not the sexuality, like the sexual attraction that comes first, it is something that develops over time? Um, that's a good question. I've never really been in a relationship long enough to know. Uh, <laughs> and I've never really had an interest in finding out, to be honest. So maybe, um, I don't know. Um, that's a good who question. Who knows? Who knows? Identities are complicated. Uh, attraction is complicated. And figuring but things out is complicated. Figuring and things there's out no pressure or no stress to figure things out, really. God, no, absolutely not. But yeah, so that's a very sort of brief little overview of not necessarily what asexuality is as a whole, but more just our kind of experiences with it. Uh, I definitely encourage you to do a bit of research if you're interested and look into people who perhaps associate more strongly with asexuality, because again, our experiences are very like limited in that regard. Uh, I can point you to, at the very least, um, a fairly prominent uh, advocate, uh, Yasmin Benoit, uh, that is Y-A-S-M-I-N, B-E-N-O-I-T. She is a fairly prominent um, advocate for asexuality and aromanticism. So I definitely recommend you check out some of her stuff if you're interested in learning a little bit more about asexuality and how it can kind of manifest and how it feels to people. And yeah, 
it's very um very worth looking into and kind of gathering those different perspectives. We're about to jump to a question. Um, got submitted to us um via our link tree. You can find that at linktr.ee slash the naughty root show. Or you could also submit questions to us through our Tumblr at the naughtyrootshow.tumblr.com slash ask. Zach, what question do we have today? Today we have been asked how many sexual partners is it too many? Mm. Mm. Well, I I'm love this one because with... it's so broad. What does it mean? Does it it's okay? Very do you reckon broad. this is in general or do you think this is at a time? Let's answer both. You Lovely. know, let's, let's tackle both. Okay, so Lovely. I'm gonna answer the easier one first. In general, uh, there is no such thing as too many. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, as long well, see, as... I'm also going to say at a time, I would also say that there's n- none. I, I agree, mean, although none. I do think I do. I am going to put a little asterisk at a time of as long as your partners are aware that you are seeing other people and also just for the sake of, you know, transparency and being clear about the possible risk of, for example, STDs, it is good to be pretty clear of the fact that you are sleeping with other people. Correct. And of but course, yeah, making that, sure that you are staying safe. Yeah, um, staying safe. You know, having contraceptive methods, having, um, you know, getting things tested to stop STDs, STIs, STDs yeah. all that good stuff. Getting tested, using protection, barrier protection to protect against STDs, so your condoms. Great. As long as yeah. you're being careful and as long as you're being, you know, transparent and not hiding any sexual partners, yeah, this doesn't really matter. The stigma around sleeping with a lot of people is very strange. Um, and doesn't really make a lot of sense in my opinion. It is, which I think unfortunately follows a lot of sexual things where it just for some reason, for no reason has bad stigma. And it's like, why when, you know, as long as everybody is happy, safe, healthy, is responsible about what they're doing. Yeah. Go nuts, go at it, have fun. And I'm going to say it is a very weirdly like that's very much a double standard in terms of the number of sexual partners because I'm sure people have heard that, you know, oh, when a guy has a lot of sexual partners, he's such a player, he's such a stud. But when a girl does it, oh, my God, how dare she? She's so scandalous. And it's like, that's mm. so stupid. That's I so think there's dumb. A, I think the good news is that we are slowly growing slowly, out yeah. of that. I'm not sure if it's just because I've grown up and I'm surrounding myself with different people now, but I have definitely noticed a change from, you know, being a teenager to now being an adult where, you know, the way that we perceive boys and girls and different genders and sexual partners and all that fun stuff. Whereas, yeah, I don't know. I hope that it continues to grow. I hope that it's not just me and my perception. Um, I just think that there should be no bad stigma, you know? Like, Yeah, no, there doesn't need to be a stigma because, again, as long as you're staying safe, there is absolutely nothing with having multiple partners, whether it's at yeah. a time or whether it's over a long, like whether it's over time or at once, doesn't matter. As long as you're happy and as long as, again, you're staying safe, it's okay. You know, it's okay to sleep with multiple people. Mm. And also it's okay to sleep with no one. It's also okay to I sleep think, with I no think one. That yeah. we're, 
we're looking at this from the point of view of, you know, having a lot of them. It's okay to have none. Well, I mean, the question did say too many. True, true. Okay, you make a good point. But yeah, it's also okay to have none. It's okay to have one. It's okay to have two. It's okay to have three. I could keep going, but I'm not going to because counting more than three numbers is hard. Um, mm. uh, but and yeah, do you like, like that? Yeah, do we really do? But yeah, it's, it's like the stigma is strange. Don't let it bother you, I guess, which is a lot easier said than done, of course. And you're right, Tammy. There has sort of been a trend away from that stigma. At least I've also felt like I've noticed it. And maybe again, that's just surrounding myself with different people. But yeah, protect yourself and then go for it. Sleep with whoever you want. Have as many sexual partners as you want. Have as few as you want. There's really not a lot much, much else we could like say about that. The only thing, again, that is sort of a concern is the STD, like the risk of spreading STDs. But as long as you're getting tested and being upfront, that's fine. Like, as long as you're staying safe, that's okay. And yeah, it's been a great show where we spoke mostly about flirting and sexual expression, really. Yeah, it has, been, it has been a great show. We it's also, always we a also, fun time on the Naughty Root Show where we get to talk about flirting time. and sexual expression, I think. It's always a fun time. We also did actually plug a couple things. So just to reiterate, uh, if you want to check out that interview with Teen Jesus and the Gene Teasers, you can go to 1700 YouTube channel, 1700 TV. You can also check out The Hoist on all of our podcast places, Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify to check out those interviews. There is. You should also definitely check out... Uh, you should also definitely check out Yasmin Benoit. That is Y-A-S-M-I-N-B-E-N-O-I-T for more information about asexuality and to learn more about that. And you should also check us out. Naughty Root Show. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Naughty Root Sin. You know, get in touch. Chat us up. Hit us up. Ask us something. Slide into our DMs. They're always open. And if you want to ask us questions, Tammy, where can they go? Well, if they do want to slide into the DMs, as the kids say, as as the Zach says, I am not a kid. I'm also not a kid. Um, I don't know how to relate to the younger generation, but oh, it's no, fine. Neither. It's fine. Maybe someone can tell me if they submit um, some response to us through our link tree, which is linktr.ee slash the Naughty Rude Show. Or you can also do that on um, our Tumblr, which is the Naughty Rude Show.tumblr.com slash ask. Yeah, tell so us, definitely. Did you enjoy today's show? Up. Can you relate to asexuality? Can you tell us how to be down with the kids? I don't know. Can you tell us how to flirt? Tell us how to flirt. That's what we need to learn. We need to learn how to flirt. Um, oh. But yeah, hit us up, ask us a question, tell us a story. And also check out uh, the other episodes on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, where the Naughty Root Show. You can find all of those there. You can also find them on YouTube, actually. They're on YouTube now as well, or slowly but surely getting there. So check them out and give us a listen. If you like what you hear, give us a listen even more because we're going to be back next week here on the Naughty Root Show on Sin with Tammy and Zach.